Hello and welcome back to Black Ocotch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Preacher. Season 2, Episode 4, Victor. Written by Craig Rosenberg. Directed by Michael Slavis. Premiered July 10th of 2017. And I gave this rating a 7.7 out of 10. There were some really good uh, directional shots in this episode. But I will say, while the plot moves forward just a bit on the whole God situation and we learn finally what and we know who Tulip has been running from and why um the hell stuff just man I'm just not as interested (laughs) and even the the Jesse and Cassidy side story while there was a few lines in which it was funny particularly when they got to the agent for the most part i didn't enjoy as much of the content as it was providing me so let's just jump into the recap tulip is picked up by victor's men straight from last episode and put into the back of the suvs driven away jesse gets to dennis's place and i like the way in which the three suvs pass by like he's so unaware of the situation happening around him cassidy is stuck between keeping tulip's secret and getting jesse to be concerned about his girlfriend but apparently this is typical behavior between the lovebirds when she's mad at him or they're in a fight she goes off and commits crime so he's not too concerned he's gonna go take a nap remember last episode when i said that cassidy is not fully aware of the dichotomy between tulip and jesse this is him starting to understand their relationship and he himself you know instead of being this backing of his best friend you know he loves you you love him you guys should be together he's seen someone who loves tulip as much as he loves tulip or is supposed to and they don't have that same reaction they're like oh well we're in a fight so i don't care i'm disinterested i don't even think to call her or check on her even though she's mad at me which is insane because that's what you do when you love someone even especially if you're in a fight because that might be the last time you talk to them so reaching out to them to make sure they're okay whether they can take care of themselves or not is rather the considerate thing to do instead of just being like i'm gonna go take a nap tulip finally comes face to face with victor now he was torturing a guy in a room beforehand so that gives you a clear indication of what kind of guy this is he wonders what oh what to do with her in hell the prison is breaking down and the prisoners wonder what the fuck is going on kind of parrying on from last episode as everyone comes out of their cells and apparently this is not the usual for the cell block to go down i did laugh really loud that that was tyler douchebag from 13 reasons why (laughs) well but no he wasn't called he's called tyler in here what is he called is he called that in no there's another guy named tyler in 13 reasons why i don't remember who he played but he was the worst and he would certainly be in hell he's also very true to form even in this show I did laugh at his joke even though it was very inappropriate when he said that his face Eugene's looks like a sphincter and when he puts his meat in his mouth he's gonna have oral and anal sex at the same time god damn nigga 
Hitler comes to Eugene's defense, but before, because Eugene at first got the attention because Tyler was messing with a gypsy woman. But before Tyler can prove who's the biggest bully with Mindyfear, they are all hustled back into their cells where Eugene is locked out, so Hitler allows him to come in his cell after confirming how horrid he is. Hitler's worst day is in Munich 1919, where he meets with a woman for lunch, his girlfriend, who wants him to show his drawings to a curator. He also is bumped by a Nazi, or not a Nazi, a Jewish person. He himself is a Nazi. But it's clear that everyone else is more pro-propaganda and anti-communist than he is. He's rather being portrayed in this reiteration as you know uh, i was pretty much just going with the flow and why i turned into a rage-filled crazy person this is the kind of thing where you know if you're jewish and you want to have fun with hitler great but you, i just <laughs> there's another show called hunters and i despise it i never even got past the second episode because as someone who is a historian or one who loves history <laughs> it was rude and disrespectful in a way i just could not turn my brain off to i get that it's fiction and that's to- everything is is um fair game in fiction right i know that as a writer but it doesn't also it doesn't always come off as tasteful and i found that show to just be rather tasteless and i find some of the jokes with hitler here to be the exact same way mainly because i'm like where are you going with this at victor's a man listens to music while spraying another man being tortured tulip cries and says that she is sorry to victor but he wants a better answer as that's not gonna fix shit seeing as she betrayed him pat uh brings him back to the torture victim and says hey to tulip she says hey in return cass is texting if she is okay she did respond to one of his texts i saw it on the on his phone the best part of this episode was that katrina commercial though <laughs> the lady eating food out of the trash can <laughs> we'll get back to that in a minute because some of my favorite lines come from that commercial jc wake jc jesse wakes up from his nap to inquire about tula but he doesn't do anything to reach out to her which really throws cassidy off once again he's like we're in a fight so that's what happens <laughs> it's like we gotta go check out 137 more bars like what he tells him about the woman he met last night not like that i rescued her but there's this organization with white vans and white suits cassidy thinks that that is fake even though reptiles impersonating celebrities to influence pop culture that's real the black dude that we saw last episode is outside tossing a sign as surveillance in front of dennis's house then we go back to my favorite infomercial when the lady's like or the dude is like i used to go to prostitutes now i am one you don't have to put on the red light. what's crazy is the guy that was playing god in the church is an actual actor he says i lost my insurance now i'm mentally ill (laughs) so this is an actual impersonator that they hired who's also in a commercial with frankie muniz (laughs) 
back in hell eugene goes with the warden when they come in and fix his machine it's gonna take a minute jesse and cassidy go to see gunth who is mark herlick's agent because maybe he was hired by god because he looks and acts like him according to jesse you're so dumb you are really dumb for real tula was told to take a tour of the house and clear her head and she gets the cold shoulder from everyone that she greets but she knows everyone's name cassidy is still concerned over tula but jesse says she can take care of herself they meet gunf who is um not about to give up mark's location so Cass pretends they're from hbo and looking for him to star in game of thrones as a recurring possible permanent character i was happy to see in a moment in which we have a cassidy and jesse team up because we did have it in the first season right where cassidy isn't just this sidekick he is in his own way useful he's had moments where he's fucked up but he's also had moments where he's really had jesse's back you know when jesse needed to call heaven who got him the angel hands you know when they were trying to kill him in the first place who was killing those angels to not kill him who saved his life that time i think that cassidy has done a lot more than jesse gives him credit for and in this moment i felt as if he should have given him a lot more credit for as silly as it was being able to get through to this agent by playing into the scheme versus you know doing what jesse was doing which is basically but i want it he had some finesse to him i did laugh when the game of thrones music came on (laughs) it's like i want uh first class dinklage even flies business okay but they are able to find out that mark disappeared after he got him that gig a gig he was able to get his audition tape however but he never watched it because he threatened the actors guild for something because he wanted that mannering the warden of hell hears that the saint of killers has gone missing that's what that phone call was all about and that we need to find him before you know who finds out while eugene waits in her office i love the voice distortion that she has she also mentions hell is overcrowded and that was not the expectation when they built this place so i'm gonna tell you right now act accordingly which means bad or you will go in the hole which is worse than your worst memory victor's daughter spits in tulip's face bill burr is correct there is reasons plenty of them to hit a woman and the minute you spit in my face you've escalated from being a girl to a woman i'm about to beat your ass cassidy and jesse watch the audition tape that ends at dennis's house with mar getting the role but then being murdered so that he can accept said role in heaven cass is a bit of a worry wart <laughs> when it comes to tulip even though jesse said well if you had a girl like her then you would know not to be worried or something to that effect he finally confesses to jesse that she might be in trouble and to his credit he did run off to assist her tulip handles business though all on her own though she does get only so far because first she tries to get a gun out of the safe the one dude comes in so she beats him up and takes his gun 
then she goes upstairs after reading the housekeeper gets victor unawares when he's changing clothes but then the goons come in she starts to fight them but then is knocked out and then victor says no we don't need to torture i'll deal with this situation she does lose her phone which they made a big deal of but i don't feel like it was a big deal because it's not like he was really calling her (laughs) like she just had missed (laughs) those texts eugene is put in holding with the other prisoners one who is a caveman they was like i don't understand you he was like this is fire (laughs) when tyler realizes hitler is a punk bitch behind all of his propaganda he beats him up with eugene joining but only because everyone is watching and he was told to act accordingly or he would go into the hole what's sad is hitler had stood up for eugene and then got beat up only for eugene to become one of the bullies himself jesse gets to victor's and there he goes using that voice once again i find he uses the voice as a part of laziness because we know that he can beat people up so there's no reason why he shouldn't have went guns blazing in here to go get his girl using nothing but his fist because that's all he really needs in the situation like he didn't even need to use the voice other than to tell people to sit down don't move but what he doesn't understand still is those what those commands are literal so once he says don't move unless he comes back and says move once again they have to stay that way like he's unintentionally killing so many people i did really enjoy the fight scene to uptown girl because i love that song by billy joe he finds tulip casually talking to victor but then attacks him then finds out that this man is her husband we end the episode with the saint coming in new orleans for fans there was a black and white truck that passed by that was intriguing (laughs) and relevant and for those who did not catch that little easter egg you will be seeing it soon so that is how we ended our episode uh jesse did have a crazy look in his eye when he heard the word husband so i'm sure there are more questions ahead we do have feedback let's hear from shy and jump into the mailbag Christina, it's me, Shy. I am here to give my feedback for Preacher episode four of season two. Um, I'm not sure how to like go about explaining how I feel about this episode. Um, it wasn't one of my favorites, I will say that much. Um, I felt like it dragged on in spots, and I will say, I will definitely say that I must have, I did not watch the last five minutes <laughs> as we. I alluded to um, from <clears throat> realizing after listening to your uh, episode from the podcast from last episode that I missed some parts. And yeah, sure enough, I went back and I'm like, yeah, I did not see any of this at all. So I'm not sure what happened. Uh, I I'm, I'm can only 
guess that I must have fell asleep. Because um, there's a few parts that when I was listening to your um, to your podcast, and I'm like, I don't remember that part about the Eugene burning the note. Like, so it was like different parts throughout the episode that um, either I got distracted with something and I missed it or I fell asleep because especially the last five minutes of it and I thought that I watched it and I didn't so I don't know because I mean my mind thought that I watched that episode so anyway um as for this one again I mean I, I I'm trying my best in you know your analysis of Jesse and Tulip and why they're the way they are I make it makes perfect sense and I mean I get it on the one hand but at the same time I'm just it's just frustrating to watch on my screen and I'm just not I'm trying um Jesse is not uh growing on me at all <laughs> so that's just and I've come to terms with that he's just with me and this and it's okay it's fine there's not anything um anything wrong with that at this point in time I mean maybe that'll change like you were saying once I get more of the backstory I'll have more empathy and all that stuff but um and you know again I mean I also I agree and I mean I my the way I was phrasing things the way I word things I don't know sometimes when I'm in a rush and trying to get my thoughts and feelings and um I don't get to sometimes it doesn't come across the way I want it to which is I mean again you do give us plenty of time but unfortunately I'm just not one of those people that can rattle off a whole bunch of things and just you know without and sometimes again when I'm trying to rattle off of some things it some stuff comes out wrong anyway but yeah I mean we've had that talk offline so as for this one I mean Jesse continued to frustrate me in this episode and I get what he was saying and again what you were saying in the last podcast definitely applied in this one in regards to his mentality and how he is and so it it took Cassidy um you know basically you know laying it out for him to finally get it because at no point was he concerned about Tulip and I understand his mindset of thinking she could take care of herself and he had bigger things to think about or deal with and oh yeah we got in we got into it and so she needs her space so I get all of that um and so Cassidy should have just came clean with it but I get where he's coming from too you know Tulip said not to say anything so he was like in this (laughs) conundrum of uh you know being concerned wanting to respect uh tulip's wishes but at the same time you know yeah feeling like something was wrong so and uh yeah he uh the the scene that cracked me up is when um (laughs) jess was like i feel like something is wrong something really obvious and he's like i'm sure (laughs) because he's i mean i'm sure at this point he's just was he was over he was over it at that point but Jesse was trying to find this actor that played the god role and Cassidy went along and all that stuff and um I'm not gonna pretend like I cared about anything that this whole that whole arc because I really didn't I'm not gonna lie and I'm not feeling this Eugene stuff at all I'm just not. I just, uh, I mean, I know they're going somewhere with this, 
with the showing him in hell and I guess the why his I mean if it comes to the character development and this will explain why he is the way he is if he does get out of hell and you know how he changed and uh, I understand that aspect of it but the fact that he's down there and will change because of what Jesse did just continues to irk me and I just can't get over it so um and so these this whole scene I just wasn't the biggest fan of it because it just continues to highlight the frustration of all of it why he's even down there everything that's going on and I mean I'm I mean when I was listening to your podcast and you were saying that was Hitler I didn't get that from that he didn't look like Hitler to me <laughs> that scene in the last episode but obviously I get it now like because when you're saying he was Hitler I was like really I didn't I didn't he didn't like Hitler to me but um yeah the mustache but I mean I didn't from my mustache I didn't jump to that he was Hitler so I was taken by surprise when you said that in your podcast um so yeah but it prepared me for this episode that's for sure like knowing that that was Hitler and of course, Tulip, I don't know, I just, I mean, I go back and forth. I mean, she's one of my favorite characters, but like sometimes the, the way they do her character just seems so weird to me. It's like, while you're in a house full of people that are, have guns and, you know, security everywhere, I just didn't understand the point of what she was trying to do when she went to the gun safe and trying to you know, beat her way out of there. I'm like, was that really realistic? <laughs> uh, or you're going to, you know, go to Victor and then hold a gun in his head and said, let me go. And I, again, I didn't see the, I didn't see the sense in that whole thing. Um, it's just like, instead of, and then of course the dude with the, that took her gun, like, why do you still have her gun? Like, that's weird. I mean, that was, the whole scene was just, I don't know, it was just a little over the top for me, um, but that's just me. And I'm sorry, what is it with people spitting in other people's face? I'm sorry, I, I, I mean, I know she was a kid, but she was getting smacked. You're not, you're not spitting in my face. I don't care who you are. Kid, adult, you know, depending on what it is, is you, there's some retaliation going on. That's just, and it would be an instinct thing because I, I know, spit, no. I mean, I'll take, I'm just glad I've, you know, I've had, I've dealt with some hostile clients that I've had to de-escalate and, you know, and all that, the situation and things of that nature, but never has any of them spit in my face. I've never had that happen to me. I should knock on wood, but I'm sorry. I mean, I would probably lose my job if someone, if a client spit in my face because they were mad at me or whatever. So, yeah, that's just had to say that part. That's all I have to say about this episode. Like I said, um, it's not one of my favorites, and I find myself um, looking at the time. So that's always, as I always talk about, that's always a bad sign of my engagement in an episode when I'm looking at the time, figuring out how much time is left before it's over. Um, that means it didn't grab my attention. And, um, yeah, but again, I mean, I'll, I appreciate it for what it was, um, you know, just further developing the plot 
And of course, Jesse using that's the other thing. I'm using his powers. We already talked about it in your last podcast, but you know, I'm using his powers, knowing that the killer of saints will can would be able to track him. But I mean, I understood why he was doing it in this regard to try to rescue Tulip. But I mean, he was doing playing loosey goosey with his powers, regardless. So anyway, um, that's all I got. Um, I'm at my limit. So on that note, until next time, much love, peace, and Black Girl Magic, Queen of the Couch, Shy. That was Shy with her feedback on the episode, but we uh, we actually agree on this one. Uh, it was rather a lackluster type of ep- episode. I also do not particularly care for the stuff in hell, and that's probably going to be a continuous thread for me. Um, as I stated previously in the podcast, I just don't find... Maybe if I was a Jewish person, I would find the humor and what they're trying to accomplish here. Uh, Maybe it hits in a different way. I do not know, but I do need to mention that if Goldberg didn't give it away, (laughs) that this was uh, intentional on the writer's part. And I think it comes from their heritage to put Hitler of all people that you could fuck with in hell in this particular situation for Eugene to meet, I think it's a mistake. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think it's a huge mistake. I think that they could have went with any other type of person or they could have probably done something differently with it. I'll discuss it more as we get into it more, but it does not have any relevance in the way in which I think they, I don't think it was meant to. I think that they found this tick that just the same way someone was in the Loki room and said, you know what? You know who Milky should fall in love with? Himself. And they go forward with this idea. And unfortunately, those are hit and miss. Some people might have loved it. I personally do not. I personally never acclimated to Jesse's character. <laughs> um, I'm just being really nice to him in these last two seasons because I don't thoroughly despise him the way I do in season three and four. So don't feel bad. You'll you'll have plenty of time to shit talk him and we'll be doing it together in the worst kind of way for Jesse's character. Um, I do get him. There's nothing wrong. I can, you can understand someone all day long and you can still be like, I don't fuck with you. So... You don't need to justify it. Um, Jesse's not a likable character. He's not. Even the people who, even the less harsher critics agree, he simply is not, the actor just did not do any justice. And if he had put more effort into it, I think he could have really changed the trajectory of the character. But because he did not, we were left with something that is not, no one's going to look at Jesse's character and go, oh, I was rooting for that guy. Uh, Cassie getting annoyed with Jesse is just starting. (laughs) He does give some remarks, quite a few. And that's what I love about Cassie. He's like, I don't give a fuck, Padre. You're my friend and I love you like a brother. But at the same time, I'm not like, I will tell you about your ass real quick. Tulip would rather, it's a, it's a thing about the, the character. She would rather punch her way out of something than share her feelings. Especially if she feels that maybe she owes someone for a I think you're going to get a little bit more clarification in the next episode. But her situation of Victor saying, no, I don't want you to, you know, she was crying. We, when have we ever seen Tulip cry? 
unless it was fake crying and it seemed like she was genuinely like i am sorry i did something wrong and she does feel that she like victor is valid for his feelings of taking her and whatever and as i stated i think the biggest giveaway is when jesse busted in the room she put a gun to that man's head and they're sitting on his bed casually talking so i think victor wanted something from her that was not going to be accomplished with violence and she tried to go that route which is like no i'll deal with her he wants an explanation he doesn't you know and she would rather you know fight her way out of it than be able to we saw that with um it's a consistent trait we saw it with jesse how hard it is for her to open up to someone and it being that hard means it's truly traumatizing <laughs> and I, like there's a lot of abuse and neglect feelings that cause someone to not want to speak up for that much and, and maybe i feel it too because of the slightly abusive background i have growing up and now communicating in say relationships it definitely taints you that early childhood experience uh what else yeah you spit in my face i'm breaking your face <laughs> it's not and it would be instantaneous it would be a reaction too i've never had anyone spit in my face but let me tell you that's the day i'll be going to jail and he took her gun and pocketed it i could see him still having it like you take you disarm someone and you just put it in your back pocket i see it in the movies all the time where they're like you know what this is a nice weapon i'm keeping it <laughs> maybe i watch a lot of movies where they do steal people's weapons all the time but that is our episode for this week. If you want to send feedback for our next episode, blackrocouch at gmail.com. You can leave a comment below on this podcast. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, subscribe. Until next time, peace, hair grease, blacker magic. <laughs>